In corporate America, most managers are not actually true leaders. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Good morning. Good to be chatting with you. I'm here out of Illinois doing the Freedom Fighters Podcast. It's Cody Teal. Wanted to chat to you today about managers and leaders. A lot of times, well, at least for me, the past few episodes, I focused a lot on self-development, and I think self-development is vital, and our ability to learn what we can do to change ourselves so that we can have impact is super important. But at the end of the day, if we can only influence ourselves, our impact is very limited. Our circle of influence, it can only go so far. And so I really wanted to, to dial in and talk more about what we can do to grow our own like our ability to influence others and really be a leader, not just a manager. Cause there's a total, there's a huge difference. And once you figure out that difference, like it's life changing. I know for me, the, the minute some, like the moment, the, the, the time that someone trained me on what the difference was between a leader and a manager. Oh my goodness. Like my career opportunities just wildly transformed. And I am so grateful that someone took the time to mentor me and that some of those insights are, are what I want to share today. What, you know, what the, what's the difference between a leader and a manager and how does that impact your life? Now, for me, this, this happened during my second, my, my second like real, real like job, not like a part-time job or college job or summer, summer job in, in corporate America. So, um, if you've heard my story, uh, I started working when I was 28 for, for Vivint Solar and, uh, I was super excited, loved the job and was, was growing a lot. And I remember just like any young, ambitious, young professional, I was like, you know, I want to be in leadership. And I, at that time I defined leadership and management as the same thing. I thought, Hey, if you're over people, you're man, you're, you're a leader. That's like not true at all. Um, and I remember, okay, what do I have to do to be a manager leader? And instead of asking my leaders, my managers, what I needed to do to needed to do to do that. I just assumed what I thought it was and went forward. Now that like tip there, if you want to grow and be a manager, just ask people, Hey, especially those that are your supervisors that determine your future. Hey, I'd like to be fulfill this role in my, this is my goal. What do I need to do to fulfill that role, <laughs> to earn that role? Right. And they'll be open and honest and tell you, um, don't just think, you know, and try at it because then you could be totally off. But anyway, I remember when I first, they had like this little thing you filled out to be a, to be a manager. I remember as I feel, I was filling it out, it was like totally different than any, any other resume I'd filled out. You know, I'd ask about the simple thing, like I was in sales, right? So I asked about production and, and you know, what my leadership philosophies were and all this stuff. And then it asked how many people have you recruited and what was their production? And I remember being like kind of taken back by that question. I thought, well, I'm not a manager, my job's not to recruit and train people. My job's to 
sell and get production. And if I'm a top producer, then obviously I should be able to recruit and train people. And obviously you're probably listening right now. You're like, oh yeah, he, he should have known that they were different. Like, yeah, I like hindsight's 2020 people make fun of me for it. But I, I skipped over that question and looking back, I, they were trying to teach us what the difference between a leader and a manager was because in corporate America, most corporations have a very traditional structure and they don't actually want even people to be leaders. They, they say they do, but they, they really want people to just fulfill a role. And, but Vivint, hyper growth startup was really looking for leaders. And once I learned the difference, once they helped teach me, once that, that was the, the lessons I learned there were hard. And later on, I found a mentor that helped me learn the difference between a leader and manager. And then that's when I was able to grow and create. And let me, I'll, I'll get back to that, the ending of that story. I'll leave that out there hanging, you know, what, what made the difference in my life. But I want to help you understand the context because some people might not understand this because some people might be like me and have grown up in corporate America and have this perspective. For most jobs, the way you get ahead is one, doing really well in your job and two, waiting until the position above you is vacant and then hoping you get it, right? Okay, there's someone, there's a position above me. There's a role above me. And once that person leaves or quits or fired or whatever, then I have the opportunity to get that role, right? Now, I don't know if like you can catch the nuance there because so if you're trying to fulfill a role, that doesn't mean you're a leader. That means you're a cog in a machine. And like here, a little side note here. It's funny. I've, I've done hundreds of resumes, like read hundreds and hundreds of resumes. So many. And 99.9%. I think I can, on top of my head, I can only think of, of the maybe thousands of resumes I've read. Only a few, like on one or two hands, I could count the amount of resumes that were actually leadership resumes versus just cogs in the machine resumes. The way you tell the difference, and if you're writing a resume, like pay attention to this, someone that's a cog, they write down the roles they fulfilled in that job, okay? I was a manager. I oversaw training and development. I, I helped with marketing the company, okay? Now, they might be a little more elaborate than that, that kind of person is at that moment, not a leader. And they do not view themselves as a leader because that's how they're saying, they're saying, you give me roles and responsibilities and I will fulfill those roles and responsibilities. They are not saying, give me space and let me create and make an impact and influence others. Those resumes that are saying, I make an impact and I influence others say, they don't say I oversaw, I managed. They say, I did XYZ. I recruited a team of 10 people and they sold $20 million in business, right? Or I took marketing, reduced the budget by 10%, but increased sales revenue by 15%, right? They have actual metrics where they judge their own performance and they show off their performance. That's a leader, Okay, and if you're reading resumes, that's how you. Dif- that's one way you differentiate between a leader and just a 
a role fulfiller, right? A placeholder. And depending on what you need, you need to look for different things, all right? That, so, but most so most corporate America, the way they think they get ahead, and that's how I thought I got ahead, is okay, once my manager leaves or that position opens up, I'm going to get that spot. <laughs> and uh, I didn't get the spot, obviously, because they weren't looking for a cog. They were looking for, Vivint Solar was looking for a leader because they needed someone that could grow a business and create, not just fulfill a role, right? Because they, they wanted to grow. They wanted to d- develop and expand. So they needed a de- business development person. Looking back, one thing that Vivint Solar did very well was having a developed training process for reps to sell and, and install a ton of deals. What they they didn't have, at least yet, was an organized training and de- like business development pr- platform to take these people that wanted to be managers and leaders and teach them how to be managers and leaders. And so, but I, either way, I wasn't ready for it because I viewed my role as a cog, not as a as a leader and developer that could go out and grow things. But so at that time, I was really frustrated because I didn't see that, right? Like hindsight's twenty twenty, and, and when we're in the moment, we can't see everything. I know I'm sure you're judging me right now. Like 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 we do a character in a movie, like the, the, the path forward's so clear, but for the person, it, it never is. So <laughs> be a little forgiving. Um, and, but I remember being frustrated and wanting to grow and learn, but not knowing where to, or how to do it. And again, obviously that time I wasn't blaming myself because that's not our instinct. Our, our instincts to blame others. But I had a very, very good mentor that reached out to me and said, hey, it sounds like you want to do X, Y, Z, you know, lead a team, grow and develop. I'm going to be honest with you. You're not there yet. Ooh, that stings. You know, that hurts. Oh, I'm, I think I'm there. I'm totally there. And then they say that. You're like, oh, not there. But then the, the saving grace comes in. I'm willing to come in and show you how and help you how to do that. Oh. Awesome. I'm hum- I want to be humble. I want to grow. Like teach me master. Right. And that individual was James Allred and I, I owe a, t- a ton of debt and gratitude to him. Um, because I was at a point where I was like really frustrated. I couldn't advance my career, but I couldn't advance. It was my fault because I wasn't influencing people outside myself. I didn't know how. And what he did is he said, okay, Cody. And, and it, it wasn't this outright, but basically this is the, the, nutshell story is we, we need someone to come in here and into this opportunity and grow and fulfill it. And you're not there yet, but I'm going to help you get there. So this is how we do it. You're good at sales and you're good at getting deals. Now we need to help you translate those opportunities into other people, other people's lives and other people's careers. So we got to find, first we got to find those other people's. How do we find those other people? Well, we have a job ad. This is what a job ad looks like. This is what an interview looks like. This is how you get people interested in getting a job. Whoa. Like it's like, wow, this is a whole new world. I never knew this. Right. And then the next step. All right. Now that you have a team or people that are interested, how do you structure a company so you can learn these, help these people learn and develop, teach them to grow and help them like be better people. And what's the culture? What's the systems? What are the, what do those look like on an, in an office level? And that mentorship opened my eyes because all of a sudden I saw this thing that was always standing in front of me, but I just never saw it. It's like, okay, a manager is someone that fulfills a role, right? But a leader is someone that says, there's this space out there that needs created and like 
organized. And so what can I do to go in there and put my talents to work and make something more effective than it otherwise would have been, right? And it's funny because people that have this kind of mindset really struggle in corporate America because they want to create, they want to change, make an impact. And it, like the, the, the strict like standard operating procedures make those people chafe because they want to create, they can't create. They see inefficiencies, but they can't change them. The, prop, the, the thing is, is in, in most corporate situations, like I'm sitting in front of a Lowe's right now, and the, the standing operating procedures are there for a reason. And even though they're losing business because of those, they're gaining more. And so I understand why those are there because it's, it's what's effective in the big picture things. Right. And so, but at the end of like, but still like someone that's like very entrepreneurial and creative and like a true leader, they, they, they have to have that ability to create and change and make things better. Right. And, and the effective ones do it on a small scale and the really effective ones do it on a very large scale. Right. And they create these massive corporations. But from, from my perspective, when I was, you know, years ago sitting there learning these things, it was very impactful because it's, I, I learned that a leader has to go out and create and create structure and create order out of chaos. One, but two, and just as important, if not more important, says, I'm going to bring in key people and I'm going to make a difference in their lives and I'm going to help them show how to make a difference and an impact in the business. And we're going to build this structure and make it grow. And that's the difference between a manager and a leader. And again, for me, the quickest, like the quickest indicator is someone's resume. Like if, if you, on your resume, you're showing the roles and responsibilities you're just a, you're just a cog in a wheel. You're not a leader or, or a, yet, not that you can't be, but you have to realize that's where you're at. And sometimes like for me, it hurt. Like when, when James was like, Cody, you're not there yet. Oh, it hurt. Right. But when he said, you can be there if you just take some, ch- make some changes and, and shift your paradigm a bit, whew, that's the same thing. Like if you're one of those people that just views yourself as someone that has certain roles they fulfill, even if you're trying to ambitiously fulfill those roles, if you want to be a leader, a true leader, you've got to look at the the space and the chaos and the individuals in, in, in that chaos that need help. And you have to create a structure and an organization and a culture that helps bring value to people's lives. If there's a punchline in this, that's it. Like if you want to be a leader, you create value and impact in people's lives. If you do that and you do it repeatedly and the, you grow and scale that, that's what makes a leader. So as you evaluate your daily activities and where you want to go in life, look at who can I bring value today? Whose life can I bring value to today? What can I do to make this person have a better, more enjoyable experience in this thing called life? Don't think about what you're going to be compensated. Don't think about how that's going to return on your investment. Like just make an impact. And as you do that little by little in everybody's lives, day by day, all of a sudden you'll, you'll see that your value in the marketplace does increase because you do have an impact. And then you will have that kind of financial reward as well. But it all starts with your belief and your ability to have an immediate impact on just individual lives and individual systems organizations 
day in and day out. And if you do that, I know it'll, it's just the the biggest reward you get is just is fulfilled. Like you feel fulfilled in helping others. And that, that in and of itself is worth it.